Mexico. The move to globalize American football was only a dream in four countries outside the U.S. And as the game unfolded in Canada, Spain, and Germany, the fan support was enthusiastic. And here in merry old London, England, where they embraced change about as often as they crowned queens, the World League of American Football rocked the establishment. Today, more than 65,000 will watch the first ever World Bowl between the Barcelona Dragons and the London Monarchs. There are no secrets about why London and Barcelona are playing for the title. They feature some of the brightest stars in the new league. The World League's championship game is a European affair. Representing Spain, the Barcelona Dragons. They have the league's second-best record, and they've dealt today's opponent, the London Monarchs, their only defeat of the season. Leading the Dragons, quarterback Scott Ernie. He is the league's most efficient passer. His money man, Gene Taylor. Taylor leads the Dragons in all receiving categories, including a 21-yard per catch average. The league's strongest franchise comes from London. The Monarchs are 10-1, and, and they've captured the hearts of this city, and they're looking to avenge their only loss of the year. Starring for the Monarchs is the league's offensive MVP, Stan Gelbaugh. And Piccadilly Stan's favorite wide receiver, John Horton, caught eight passes for 225 yards and two touchdowns last week over the Knights. Defensively, it's the trio of Lockett, Irvin, and Hart. They have tormented World League quarterbacks. It's the inaugural World Bowl between the Barcelona Dragons and the London Monarchs on ABC. records in the World League, the Barcelona Dragons, and the London Monarchs. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome. I'm Brad Busberger. It's been quite a journey. Started 12 weeks ago for us down in Barcelona, Spain, and here we are. It's been fascinating watching American football being exported so successfully to three countries in Europe, and yes, in Montreal, Canada. The same, obviously, is not true back in the United States, and the league will try to address some of those problems in the offseason. For example, media coverage. Take a look at the USA Today here in Europe. The big banner headline is on the hottest ticket in Europe. And about two hours ago, the London Monarchs arrived here at Wembley. They were followed closely by the Barcelona Dragons and their fine coach Jack Bicknell with a kiss there from his wife Lois, who had traveled over from the family home outside of Boston to watch this championship. Meanwhile, the Warriors were getting ready inside the locker room. And for the Barcelona Dragons, the big fella could be Bruce Clark. Told him at the beginning of the year, but get that parade ready. It looked at me like I was crazy. Now they believe us. Yeah, get the parade ready indeed. And it's been such a pleasure for me to work with this guy. I'll tell you what, through the regular season and the playoffs, he loves his football. Dick Vermeil, great job. I enjoyed every minute of it. And now we come to the most important game. And tell me why the London Monarchs were so dominant in this league. 
Well, I personally give the credit to the head coach, Larry Cannon. He did a super job of coaching and even a better job of drafting with 15 of his picks making the all-world team. Then it came to the supplemental draft, and he picks the league's most valuable player, Stan Gelball, a quarterback that clearly dominated that position in the league. Now, on the other side, Barcelona and Jack Bicknell, they faced some adversity down in Spain, but they were able to overcome it. Well, Jack anticipated adversity, and that dictated and controlled his philosophy in drafting. He drafted players based on attitude and character first. He didn't want to take any players with bad attitudes to Barcelona. He knew he'd have some problems. Offensively, they're led by a fine young quarterback in Scott Ernie. Now, he runs the offense and directs an offense. It's the only offense, believe this or not, that ran the ball more snaps than they threw the ball. But they turned the ball over fewer times than anybody else in the world. And defensively, they're led by a 32-year-old former NFL All-Pro guy in Bruce Clark. And look for him to have a real good game today. Dick, we are joined by a couple of pros down on the sidelines. Mark Jones, who's been with us all season and fresh from the Indy 500 and standing by with Scott Ernie. Let's go to Jack Arood. Good day to you, Jack. Good day to you, Brent. You know, you're talking about the effectiveness of Scott Ernie throughout the season, which helped get the Dragons to the World Bowl. But Scott, in the playoff game in Birmingham, 9 for 27, very uncharacteristic of you. Was it a de defense that confused you or did you just have an off day? Uh, I think it was a combination of things. You know, I didn't throw the ball very well. We had a couple balls dropped, but, you know, that's last week, and now we got to focus on the Monarchs. You talk about your offensive line, though. The Nasty Boys said a lot of, lot of things before the game the last time, but you are, in fact, the only team that they didn't get a sack from, so you've really got a solid line in front of you. Definitely. Those guys have been doing a great job all season long, and hopefully today won't be any different. Well, just 45 feet beyond this trailer is the trailer of the home team, the London Monarchs. And standing by with Stan Gelbaugh is my counterpart, Mark Jones. Mark? Thanks a lot, Jack. Stan, last time out against Barcelona two weeks ago, this team held you to your lowest offensive total of the season. How do you remedy that today? Well, I think that we're a little smarter um, about how to handle them than we, than we were last time. And I think also we have to play better. We didn't play very good. They played well. You guys seemed a little flat the last two times that I've seen you, the last two weeks in a row. How important is it that you get off early in this game? It's a very sound defensive unit for Barcelona. Yeah, they're sound, but I'll tell you what, nobody on our side's flat this week. Um, you got to be dead to be flat in a situation like this, and, uh, you know, I don't look for us to start slow. Okay, thanks a lot for joining us, Dan, and good luck to you. Thank you. Brent Dick, you know what? These London Monarchs have dubbed themselves MWA. That stands for Monarchs with Attitude. Back upstairs. Mark and coming up we're going to meet the starting lineups for the Barcelona Dragons and the London Monarchs when we continue with our coverage of World Bowl 91. World Bowl 91 brought to you by Kellogg's the best to you each morning. Thomas Woods, his only catch of the game. But it was enough. A 10-3 Dragon win got them into the World Bowl. The stadium that has hosted an Olympics, a heavyweight championship victory by the then Cassius Clay before he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. And today, the site of World Bowl 91. And to introduce our starting lineups here to this crowd, let's go over to the PA announcer, Gary Marinzi. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wembley Stadium for World War 91 between the Barcelona Dragons and the London Monarchs. And now let's meet the Barcelona Dragons.
Here's the Dragons starting defense. Left hand number 75, Bruce Clark. Nose tackle number 62, Mike Ruth. Right hand number 61, Steve Albert. Left outside linebacker number 50, Eric Lindstrom. Left inside linebacker number 55, Brad Quast. Right inside linebacker number 59, John L. Masri. Right outside linebacker number 56, Ron Getz. Left cornerback number 20, Adrian Jones. Right cornerback number 29, Charles Fryer. Strong safety number 27, Glenn Cobb. Free safety number 25, Alex Morris. And the head coach of the Barcelona Dragons, Jack Bicknell. Tackle number 60, Theo Adams. Left guard number 70, Paul Pirinelli. Center number 59, Doug Marone. Right guard number 68, Larry Jones. Right tackle number 67, Steve Gabbard. Tight end number 87, Pat Davis. Flanker number 81, Dana Brinson. <laughs> Running back number 20, Jeff Alexander. Halfback number 22, Judd Garrett. Quarterback. 
Stan Gelbaugh was the star of this Monarch team. He was the league's offensive MVP, unanimous first-team all-world selection. He led the league in every significant passing category. He threw more touchdown passes than anybody, 17, and he threw for 300-plus yards five times in the new league. Coming up, we'll continue our pregame coverage here, leading to World Bowl 91. Seventeen to nothing. Stan Gilbaugh rallied the Monarchs. He found his big play wide receiver number eighty-six, John Horton, eight times for two hundred and twenty-five yards and two touchdowns. What a performance! John hopes to have another big game here today against the Barcelona Dragons. Well, Wembley was opened in nineteen twenty-three, and the first song they ever sung here was God Save the Queen. We're going to hear it again. Let's go down on the field now to the Moody Blues. to a big-time football game and not hear the Star Spangled Banner, isn't it? Jack Arrude is standing by with one of the Dragon stars, Bruce Clark, so let's go to Jack. Well, Brent, this is the man that many of the youngsters turn to because of his NFL experience. Bruce, it's come down to the championship. You told him early on that you were going to come here. I told him right at the beginning that don't be surprised. You got a good group of guys together. They work hard. I knew he'd be there in this game. I knew it from a scrimmage way back in Orlando. Now, you've been around here all throughout London throughout the past couple of days. You've read the papers. You've seen that everybody's had monarch fever. They haven't said much about this team. What have you got to say? I tell you, this is amazing. You come here and ask like we were lucky to get here. But I tell you what, we beat them once. Look out. We can beat them again. Let's check over on the other sidelines with Mark Jones. Mark? I'm with Roy Hart. Roy, you're facing a new long snapper today, Mark Murphy. Are you going to try and exploit him defensively? Of course. Uh, when they get a new guy in there like that, the coordination is not down with the center and the, and the hold and the catcher of, of football. So, therefore, I'm going to explode on him and try to knock him out of there and hopefully block a field goal or two. Last time against Barcelona, you guys as a defense failed to get to the quarterback. How do you remedy that today? Oh, we're going to go after them in different ways. We're going to try to put a lot more pressure on them with different guys and, and try to exploit their blocking scheme up front and uh, just hopefully get to them a whole lot. You know, that's, that, that's going to be the key today. Good luck to you, Roy. Good luck. Thank you. Hello, Mom. How you doing? So Bobby Sign was eliminated from this game with an injury earlier in the week. That means that John Grandom will move to the starting lineup of the Dragons and will return after this message and a word from our ABC stations. Jim Stafford, Alabama, and more on... 
Tickets for the World Bowl here at Wembley were scaled from 45 pounds down to 10 pounds for that top 45-pound ticket. That's about $76.50 American. So it is the Barcelona Dragons, coached by Jack Bicknell, up against the London Monarchs, coached by Larry Kennan. And down for the ceremonial coin toss, we have three men who've meant an awful lot to this league. The former NFL commissioner, Pete Rozelle, is down there with the league's first president right there behind the other side of Crossman, Tex Schramm. And also down there is Tom Landry, who is invested in the San Antonio Riders. They've meant so much to professional football the world over. Well, let's go down to the field now for the coin flip and referee Bernie Kukar. That's head, that's tail. Mr. Rozelle will flip it. Call it in the air, please. Tails was called. Heads it is. London has won the toss. You want the football? I'm going to kick this way. Okay, gentlemen. Turn that way. London has won the toss. We'll receive down here. Good luck, gentlemen. Here you go. Thank you. you want that, right? Yes, sir. London has won the toss and has elected to receive. So London will handle the ball first. And let's go down and hear from Jack Bicknell right now. Jack? Brent, one of the things that you look at Jack Bicknell and you think about is the fact that he was such a great college coach at Boston College. And coach, coaching these kids is a lot like being back at BC. It's just the same. They're, they're a great, great group of young men, I tell you. We've been through a lot, and they've really done a great job, and I'm really happy they're here. Now, you said that the key to winning today would be the effectiveness of your kicking game. You had a problem with Bobby Sine going down. You brought Mark Murphy in from Boston. Are you at all concerned? No, no, Murph, Murph will do a great job. And Bobby Stein, that was a tough loss for us, but uh, our guys have adjusted all year. Well, let's check over with Mark Jones, who's got some further information on the Monarchs. Mark? Thanks a lot, Jack. I'm with Larry Kennan. Coach, have you spoken to your kicker, Phil Alexander, about playing in a big game like this? Last week, we talked about the kicking game. He struggled just a little bit. Well, I told him this week, try to make him. He, he's been in big games before, and he didn't choke. He just missed them. He missed some kicks, and he'll be fine this week. We talked all week about winning it with a 46-yarder on the left dash to, to win the thing at the end of the game. And, and if it comes to that, I'm sure he'll do that. Have you got a good handle on the mood of your team? Last two weeks, they've come out a bit flat. Oh, I think we're ready to go. We may we may look a little flat today, but we're certainly not. We're ready to play, and we'll give it the best shot we have. Good luck to you, Coach. Thank you very much. Back upstairs to Brenton Dick. World Bowl 91 between Barcelona and London about to unfold here in Wembley. And Luis Aguiar will put it on the tee and kick it off for the Dragons. Deep for the Monarchs. Two of their speedy wide receivers. 81 there on your left is Dana Brinson. And 80 is Andre Riley. Riley hurt the Dragons in their meeting two weeks ago. A game that was won by Barcelona 20-17. to 17. Dick Vermeil, when we were down on the field, it was kind of breezy down there. It was very breezy, and right now Aguiar is kicking with the wind to his back. He'll probably boot the thing out of the back of the end zone. He was doing that on the practice field Thursday. Very strong leg. He is also the kicker that would kick the long field goal if they got on the 50-yard attempt or plus 50. Kickoffs have to be run out or they're put on the 10, so it'll be Brinson, the only man to have returned one for a touchdown in the World League this year. Fumble, Barcelona! The opening kickoff 
is fumbled by London, and Joe Henderson, number 23, recovers for the Dragons, and the first big break. You know, many times you get in a ball game this big, you haven't been in one this big in a long time, you're trying a little too hard. See, he's getting the ball out away from his body. The coverage is very intense. They knock it out. That ball in that intense traffic area should be protected with both hands. That's a critical mistake. What a job by Henderson. Not only did he recover it, but he stripped it out, too. So now, against Kennan's Monarch defense, it'll be Scott Ernie, a very efficient quarterback, he was able to hit Demetrius Davis for two touchdown passes in that earlier meeting two weeks ago. But in that game, he did not have Gene Taylor, number 80. Taylor is one of his wide receivers. They are without Paul Palmer here today, so Jim Bell will carry the load as we take a look at Taylor down inside the Dragon huddle. Jim Bell will be the workhorse running back, and the man you just saw, Joe Henderson, who played for Birmingham earlier in the year, is expected to see some duty at running back, and he's going to be hiring a kite after that, isn't he? When the tight end stands up, they normally have thrown, and Davis is over there, and Ernie's going to put it up on first down. He's going to go for Taylor. Taylor's got it, but out of bounds and incomplete. They went right to work on Chorus Irvin. They picked on him two weeks ago, and they were successful. But this time, Irvin has Taylor draped all over him and out of bounds. They were covered tightly there. He just went to a five-step drop and laid it up high over the outside shoulder. Good coverage position. Actually, if he gets that ball one second sooner, he's in the end zone. Second down and ten. The opening kickoff fumbled here in World Bowl 91. And the Dragons use Jim Bell on the first running attempt to the 15-yard line. Mike Rinna making the stop. Ernie was extremely efficient. Didn't throw an interception until he came back from an injury. So he went four weeks without one. Bell, Taylor, Woods, Demetrius, Davis. And the offensive line, Mikkel Mull, Brandon, the starting center, Voorhees, Adams, and Hennett, the other tight end, number 86. The tight ends are down right now on this third down. They have to get to the nine-yard line. Ernie on a roll under pressure, and he'll be sacked back at the 32-yard line. A huge play by Mike Rinna, number 95. wanted to throw a delay pattern to the tight end to the right of your screen they went zone defense he was not covered that made him hold the football and here comes Mr. Renna number 95 making a big play and remember that London did not record a single sack two weeks ago Aguiar the snap is bobbled it's on the ground London survives the fumble on the opening kickoff Monarch's ball Remember, they had to change long snappers for this game. He got here just the other day. That ball was catchable. Actually, that should have been able to be placed properly and got a kick. It was a little bit high, but not so high from that angle anyway that it should have been mucked. So Aguiar couldn't get the handle on it. Now it is Gelbaugh handing off to Jeff Alexander. 
Larry Kennan opting to try and settle the team down with a little off-tackle run here to begin things, and Alexander is forced outside. It's Van Gelbaugh, who led the World League in those categories, and behind him, these men will line up for him. Alexander, Judd Garrett, John Horton, and Dana Brinson. The offensive line, the nasty boys. The best group of blockers in the league overall. Adams, Berardelli, Marone, Jones, Gabbard, and Davis is the tight end. Second down. Alexander this time comes to the left as they probe the other side and get to the 45, seeing what kind of a defensive set they're going to look at today. And for the Dragons, they've had to make some adjustments. Bruce Clark, Mike Ruth, and Steve Albert start up front. The linebacking core, they're without Eric Naposky. So Ron Getz moves outside. John L. Mastery starts inside with Quast. Eric Lindstrom is outside. The four defensive backs, Adrian Jones, Glenn Cobb, Alex Morris, Charles Fryer. Cobb intercepted two passes in their first meeting two weeks ago. So some jitters here in the early going of the World Bowl. Well, you know, they're uptight and everything else, but it's amazing how the two turnovers just sort of balanced out and hasn't made, you know, or making a difference in the ballgame. Garrett reaching out for that first down. I don't think he made it, Brent. Larry Kennan told me the game plan was to use more a one-back big tight end in the ballgame rather than three wide receivers and pound on him a little bit more. Decision time for Kennan and the Monarchs as they bring the chains out across the field if they are just a touch short. It's an inch short. I'll bet he goes for it. Extra tight end checks in for Kennan. Quarterback sneak or something like that. You only need that inch. Usually better off doing that than taking a chance of handling it in the backfield. I think it's a good decision to go for it right here. You come to win. You don't come to, you know, to play it conservative. You come to win the football game, and this is a chance to keep a drive going and to start out positive in that first quarter after the negative turnover with the kickoff return. Alexander, the running back behind Gelbaugh. And a bad handoff, but I believe he may have gotten yeah. the first down anyway, but they didn't make it easy with that handoff. No, actually, I think he started to cut back a little bit too soon before he really had the ball implanted at the mesh point. You'll see the quarterback will reach back. Now, see, he's starting to cut back a little bit early, and he almost fumbled that football. That's why I favor the quarterback sneak in that situation over handing it off. And already another injury. Brad Quast down on the ground for the Dragons. So a team that has been surviving all season long now apparently will have to do without a starting lineup. Linebacker for a time. We'll be right back. Today's rules of the game are brought to you by State Farm Insurance. Here's former NFL referee Jim Tunney. The penalty for defensive pass interference is different in the World League. I'll tell you about it in a moment. In the World League, defensive pass interference is 15 yards from the line of scrimmage and an automatic first down. Unless the infraction is ruled as intentional, then it's first and 10 at the spot of the foul. Rules of the game have been brought to you by State Farm Insurance. Like a good neighbor. 
State Farm is there. Nobody's cooking like today's KFC. By Delta Airlines, we love to fly and it shows. And by Kellogg's, the best to you each morning. Eric Naposky couldn't play today because of an injury. Now Brad Quas forced to the sideline for the Dragons. They lose two of their four best linebackers. And for the Monarchs, it is a first and ten at the Dragons' 49-yard line. Brad Quast was limping on the practice field Thursday, Brent. He had a knee operation, orthoscopic surgery in Iowa three weeks ago. And he's back playing on it, and maybe that's the result right there. Gail Bob straight back with time hitting Garrett. Oh, he dropped the ball. Very unusual for Garrett. Let's check in and find out about that botched field goal. Let's go down to Jack Aru. Jack? Brent, we were telling you about Mark Murphy. He's only been on the on the team here in London for the last two days. He took an all-night flight on Thursday night when Bobby Sine went down, and that was a tough break for you, but Mark, it wasn't your fault. Well, uh, who am I to assess blame? We'll just try to work it out sooner. Well, the reason why I tell you it wasn't your fault is Louis Aguiar caught it, said it wasn't his fault. No, he's... I've been together two days now. He had a great snap. He put a little more zing onto it than what Bobby signed you does. And he went right through my hands. Next time, I'll catch the next one. Remember, that's one of the keys that Bignell said was having an effective kicking game. They've already had one problem. Jack, on that run, that was Alexander taking it to the 43-yard line. So this is going to be a third and four for the Monarchs. No score. First quarter, World Bowl 91 between London and Barcelona. And Gelbaugh under pressure. Taken down. Ball is loose. And Barcelona was lying on top of it right there at midfield. Eric Lindstrom able to paw the ball free. But somehow the Monarchs regained control. He just couldn't. Jack is saying, wait a minute. He was down on top of the ball. That's ours. The rush will come on the outside of the left side of the screen. There's Eric Lindstrom, number 50, works around back inside, working on the running back, Alexander. He does the reverse move after he got him upfield, gets to the quarterback. See, they went double zone downfield, covering it off short, going too deep, took away the pattern. He couldn't throw it in time. Greg Horn standing back, and that is Woods, the return man for the Dragons. Punting into the win. He didn't punt very well in the pregame. That's a pretty good punt there. Hangs this one very high. Woods goes for the fair catch at the 21-yard line. He's lucky his own teammate didn't knock that ball free. That was Glenn Cabo hit him down there. So it'll be the Dragons' ball. Scott Ernie coming out for the 21 Storians to study. <laughs> Barcelona's ball, first and 10, own 21-yard line against the favored London Monarchs. Interesting that back in Las Vegas, they were favored by 13 and a half. He came over here to London, and they were favored by only nine and a half. Barcelona, a winner the last time they played. The only team to beat London this year. Barcelona hopes that the defense can get the job done here today, and that this offense, with Jim Bell carrying the ball, can get a couple of opportunity touchdowns. Defensively, this is a very talented group representing London. Mike Renna, Roy Hart. John Shannon in the line and sensational linebacking corps led by Danny Lockett featuring Marlon Brown, Ricky Williams, and Virgil Robertson. And the secondary is very good, too. Irvin Smith, Dan Crossman, Dedrick Dodge, and Chorus Irvin. They tried to pick on Irvin early and didn't get the job done. Bump and run from the corners right now. They back off a little bit. Bell bounces back to the outside for the first down. Out to the 40-yard line before Dodge tackles him. 
Jimmy Bell did a real good job. They were in a bare defensive front, the Buddy Ryan defense, and he tried to attack up inside. There was nothing there. Hart stuffed it. See him stuff it right in the middle. He bounces now outside. And this is not typical of Bell's running. He's more of a slasher, but he did see the vision to the outside, made a good run. Ernie and Bell made a little adjustment in practice this week. They have Bell just a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage than he was in that earlier meeting, figuring that the daylight was there. If he hit it just a little bit quicker, he might get something. Into the middle, they run right at Roy Hart that time, and they didn't get too much. John Shannon helping out defensively. Take a look at the nose guard position, Roy Hart, the all-pro. Here he is. He's a real quick guy, and they jump him around a lot, but they said in this game today they weren't going to jump him around very much and let him play head up, and Brandom actually on that play did a pretty good job. He is more dangerous when he jumps quickly around the center. Davis, a stand-up tight end, and he slips out as a receiver this time. They wanted Edgerton, a good play by Irvin that time. Chorus Irvin knocked the ball free with that tackle. He smelled that one coming. See, they play, they throw that pass so many times that you can almost anticipate it. It's a quick hitch, and you can drive it. Many receivers will turn that quick hitch into a fade and go deep down the sideline when they read that tight coverage. Barcelona does not do that. And as a result, Irvin is able to cheat a yard or two, not expecting that play. Wilson checks in as the nickel back in that secondary. Ernie has misfired on his first two passes. Oh, a man's wide open! And he threw it away! Intercepted by the Monarchs! Derek Dodd! Brent, Barcelona took that play from the New York, New Jersey Knights. Mouse Davis played that uh, was two big plays against London last week. It's an out and up by the inside receiver, and they blew the coverage last week, if you'll remember. This week, they did not blow the coverage, get the interception. Uh, Gene Taylor was wide open on that far sideline. That was not a well-thrown pass. We'll come right back. The regular season, and this crowd expected to be over 65,000. Dedrick Dodge made the interception and gave the Monarchs the ball on their own 21-yard line out of Florida State. And Ernie off to a sluggish start, passing the ball so far. Going to work on some snaps and try to shake out what's bothering him here in the early moments. Nice fake to Alexander Garrett's all alone. He was cracked by Alex Morris, the safety man at the 30. See, when you run that trap action up inside, it freezes the inside linebackers, and they can't get on that back quickly. See, now you watch the trap action inside. See the guard pull? They make a strong fake, freezes the linebackers, pops it right in the hole the linebacker would have been. Good safety play by Alex Morris, number 25, coming up and make the tackle. Greg Gilbert, number 24, has checked into that lineup. He is the linebacker who has replaced Quast. Ooh, Alexander, the ball carrier that time, and John L. Masri, one of the defenders, leading that charge. You know, it's funny. Barcelona comes in here, and they're already turned the ball over twice. They came into the ball game only turning the ball over 15 times a whole year, which led the World League by at least nine. Plus, in a, a, here they start out on a sour note. Well, they haven't gotten the ball to John Horton. Yet, and he burned the Knights last week. Gelbaugh looking for him, going down that sideline, and it is broken up beautifully.
beautifully that time by Charles Fryer. If he you wanted the big man, and did you see Fryer with a few words for Horton? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're going to throw that seam pass in between a rolled-up corner and a safety, you've got to hit him right on time about 20 yards deep. This was a little bit late. See, he was a little bit late. The ball should have been there just a split second sooner. You'll see him, Horton, number 86 right there. The corner, number 29, rolled up. That's Charles Fryer. He should have a man in his face so he cannot drop back and fill that zone. Second down and 10 for the Monarchs. Riley in motion. Gilboss slips, gets it handed off to Alexander, who makes his way to the 40-yard line. Here you go. He's going to take it, drop back. Oh, he slipped coming out. Again, I don't think that's as much as a slip as it is getting tangled up with the center's feet. Many times a center will step back with one of his two feet and step on the quarterback's foot. And it ouches. Third and four. Red 72! Boom! Red 72! Bobby, Bobby! That's an audible. They're going to go post-corner combination. They see it coming. There's the blitz. He gets it off deep. Man coverage! Oh, pass interference. And I'll tell you, it was so close. That corner, Adrian Jones, reaching in on Brinson, and no flag. It looked a little early. Now, that was an audible against that front man-to-man, -man. and it looked it looked like to me he was there early. If we could take another look at that. Taking another look. Let's see. You make the call. There's the ball coming down. Yeah, he was there early. John L. Masray was the blitzing linebacker. Draped all over Gelbaugh as he released the ball. And now Greg Horn, who had one blocked early on by Jones in that first game. And this time, Jones is well blocked at the line. There's going to be a penalty flag down. Ball was fielded by Woods at the 25-yard line. 12 guys on the field. No wonder they blocked guys. him so successfully. Let's go downstairs to Mark Jones. Sometimes it works. Well, guys, you know, yesterday they had five hours of rain, as well as two soccer games here on the turf at Wemby Stadium, and it has taken its toll. It is very soft, so we might start to see some players slip. It is very soft, especially up the middle. So what we have is members of the grounds crew collecting the divots and replacing some of them, if need be, back upstairs. Well, it came after a penalty that the one was blocked in that earlier meeting, and this time, Horn rips one. And let's see where the officials spot that ball. He's coming up to about, it went out of bounds about the 33-yard line. Not a real good punt, and it'll be Barcelona's ball. Live coverage of golf's national championship begins. Championship match. Their quarterback is off to a slow start. Their cheerleaders are also here. I remember them from the first game in the rain. Scott Ernie is 0 of 3 with one interception. Now straight back. Got a wide receiver open. It's Taylor to the 20-yard line. They were in a three-deep zone defense, and Taylor hit the seam. The ball was thrown right on time, right where it had to be. They, they held the free safety by looking him away. Here comes the safety to make the play. But see, you can't throw that ball unless you do something to prevent the safety from getting over there to make the play. He looked him off. He's throwing it right there, right where it had to be. See, Dodge needed one more step to get there. 
one of the keys was that they switched the tight end back to running back to help block on that play. Now they, Bell is back, and he gets the carry, and he crashes to perhaps the 16-yard line. They plan to use the tight end in the backfield, the big guy at 235, 240 pounds, to block the bigger rushers. They have one extra rusher coming. He's on a more physical guy. That was Mike Hennett who threw that protective block and set up the 48-yard gain. Ernie's first completion, and it went to Gene Taylor. That has been their most successful deep pattern this season. Now it is second and eight. I think they're going to run the ball to the right, what they call a four-solid, meaning solid line blocking. But it was well defended. Forced back to the other side and wrapped up by number 56, Ricky Williams. See, there go that solid blocking man-to-man, -man, and they cover everybody in there. It's hard to pick up that linebacker when he crashes like he did. You'll see him. It's a stunt. See, center covered, guard covered, no one immediately in a position to pick up Ricky Williams. A good call by defensive coordinator Ray Wilsey. Second big scoring opportunity for the Dragons. Coming up again. Coming up at him. Ernie gets it off, and it's well defended over here by Wilson. Harvey Wilson, the underrated member of that defensive secondary, number 42, gets the job done as the nickel man. Brent, I really agree with you when you say the underrated secondary player. I believe he's good enough to be on the all-world team playing as a backup safety. He makes plays every time we see him play. He's always in position, and he's an excellent tackler. Now, Mark Murphy, number 87, will try that long snap again. Aguiar will put it down for Manka. This one is handled and no good. No good on a 37-yard field goal. This is the first field goal Manka has missed in four ball games. It's a good snap. He gets it down. He puts it down properly. Laces turn. A little pressure up inside. Might have made him flinch. Pushes the ball off to the right. Normally, they hook him a little further to the left. First field goal he's missed in four ball games. Manka had hit five consecutive during that streak, including a 25-yarder last week against Birmingham in their semifinal victory. Monarchs survive another dragon threat. And now on first and ten. Go ball over the middle at Riley. And oh. Almost threw an interception into Glenn Cobb's hand. Oh, Cobb picked him clean twice before. And Bruce Clark, the ageless one, was coming hard. I'll tell you, there's money on the line for this old pro. And he beat Steve Gabbard, the all-world offensive right tackle. He beat him cleaning to the inside and came right on. You'll see him on the left side of your screen. Number 75. See him shift down? Now, the guard turned out to take him that time, so he ended up beating Larry Jones, and Larry didn't jam him hard enough. Gilbaugh under a furious rush. Safety blitz that time, gets it into Garrett's hands. Well-executed play. He was reaching out, trying to get the first down. He'll be just a little bit short. I tell you, if you're going to beat this zone defense, you're going to have to get the ball in Garrett's hands a lot. He's a real good underneath receiver. He led the World League in receiving. He led the league in receiving, and he's great at underneath catching that ball, then advancing it as a runner. Alexander, the short yardage back, does not get the call. Gilball will throw for the first down, and there's the man Dick was talking about. Garrett out to the 41-yard line. Put the ball in his hands against the zone, and let him work against the linebackers. A quick outbreaking pattern, flat. 
good protection. He sets short. Nobody around him just lays it out in the flat. The zone has dropped off. Real clean. See the outside corner. Adrian Jones, number 20, was pushing the receiver downfield from the back. Good flat area to throw the ball to. He reads it, gets it there. On first and 10, Gelbaugh going long for Horton. Friars. case of a ball that was underthrown and this is really when you throw a ball under the corner it's really tough on him the advantage goes to the wide receiver he lays it out there it's not long enough the defender's trying to come back for it and Horton being a basketball player jumps for it he has been doing this all year all year his touchdown ratio is spectacular one every fifth catch ends up in the end zone Philip Alexander Raised right here in England. Adds the extra point. Now, John Horton didn't even play football for two years. As Dick mentioned, he was a pro basketball player in Mexico. And you know what? Everything seems to stick to his fingers. <laughs> Charles Fryer went up for it. He just couldn't jump quite as high. And we'll return with ABC's World League of American Football after a word from our ABC stations. Alexander to kick it off and back deep for the Dragons Thomas Woods and Dempsey Norman number 84 Woods from the goal line comes right up the middle swings free to the outside he's got an opening Alexander to try to get him out of bounds and Philip Alexander gets the job done oh, let's go down to Mark Jones yeah, I'm with John Horton. John, it seems to be that every week Stan just throws the ball up to you, and you seem to go get it. Well, yeah, it seems to be fortunate I've been able to come up with these balls. Um, Stan does a great job of throwing it out there. And the offensive line, you know, none of this would work without that offensive line. You know, it's a total team effort. We're out here to work hard. Paul Barazzelli on the old line, Theo Adams, Doug Marone, Steve Gabby, and Larry Jones. You know, they're the ones, nasty boys. Right, back upstairs. Doing some PR, John On Horton. first and ten. Ernie. Interception, interception. Interception. At the 30, 35, and Crossman comes up to the 48, and Scott Ernie off to a shaky start here in the World Bowl. That's a bad throw all the way. He was never open in the seam. They're trying to do basically the same thing from a tighter formation using two tight ends and two flankers and go down the right seam with the tight end. It was not there at any time, just a bad decision by Scott. And he hasn't made that decision poorly all year. He's only thrown two interceptions coming into the ballgame. Gilbaugh on first down with a penalty flag flying. Breaks Ooh. away from the first defender, but won't get away from Mike Ruth. Number two, big 62, hit him and he's hurt. Gilbaugh is injured, and it looks like he's clutching that left wrist. Now, the backup quarterback for the Monarchs is John Witkowski. Larry Kennan had just turned around. He opened the season for the Monarchs, their first game in Frankfurt. He's the quarterback out of Columbia. 
So he's warming up because with the medical attention, Gelbaugh will have to come out for at least one play. You can see him go straight drop back pass. He wanted to throw. The pattern was taken away to the left. He starts to scramble. Here comes Brett White, 96. And Brett White sacked him last ball game they played. Now he gets away from that. Eric Lindstrom, 50. We gets have up off the motion on the offense, number 86. Penalty declined. Now, Brett White, 96, flushes him. Eric Lindstrom off the ground, and Mike Ruth plants him. You know, the advantage now, not an advantage, but they do have an advantage in that their backup quarterback, John Witkowski, is an experienced football player. Having played in the National Football League for the Detroit Lions, he's been at Houston. He's actually lined up and started in an NFL ball game. He comes into this game throwing 57% complete. Good football player. Not a gel ball, but a good football player. Gilbaugh turns it over to John Witkowski. Hopefully the injury not serious. Mark Jones will get us an immediate report on that. I think he got his wind knocked out. That how he went down. They came down on his back and someone clapped on his chest. Second down and 13. The ball at the 44-yard line. Three wide receivers off to the left and Witkowski will throw on his first play of the game. He hits Garrett underneath and Garrett at midfield. That shows you the confidence the coaching staff Larry Cannon has in John Witkowski. He doesn't wait and say, hey, I'm going to run the ball three times and let you settle down. First play is in there. He gives him the opportunity to throw it. The doctor? Yeah, there's no to go. Here. Here. No, down. How about right here? No. How about right out here? Nothing like that. Not bad. It's right when I get on there. Yeah, that's hard enough. Okay, I'm sorry. He hurt that same shoulder one other time this season. And knocked him out of a game. And Witkowski came in to finish <laughs> up, and that's an incomplete pass. <laughs> up against, try holding up against. Now hold up tight. Does that hurt? A little bit. Push out against my hands. Can't do that. Pull in. Push out again. That's it. Okay. He'll be back. Greg Horn into punt. And Woods makes the fair catch. Has a little trouble perhaps with the haze up in the sky here in the early evening in London. Barcelona with another opportunity. They trail it by seven. Stan Gelma, just a few moments ago, he says that he has a bruised shoulder. He will be able to continue later in the game. What he's going to try and do is get into the locker room or have someone go into the locker room and get new shoulder pads for him for a little added protection. It's the same shoulder he injured earlier this season. Mark, thank you. And Ernie, who has thrown two interceptions here in this game, Comes back with the Dragons trailing the Monarchs by a touchdown. He's one of six, that 48-yarder, and Bell, the running back. Boy, Ricky Williams is really a factor inside there. They stunted the nose guard one way, and he filled that gap. And, and Ricky, you know, has been a backup player. He's playing in the place of starting uh, linebacker Ken Sallies, who cannot play due to a hamstring pull, and he's playing awfully well so far in this ballgame. Second down and eight. Good blocking by the offensive line. Intercepted. Crossman will walk in for the touchdown.
amazing. They come in here having turned the ball over fewer times than anybody in football, and he lays it out there. It's zone coverage, strong safety. Randy Cross, Dan Crossman is going inside out. They call it an invert move. He doesn't read the safety sitting in there like that, just watching him. He lays it out there softly. Crossman dissects the path of the football, runs it in, second interception of the game. That's the third, Dick, and during the regular season, he threw only two. Yeah. Alexander adds the extra point, and the London Monarchs score their second touchdown on a defensive turnover as Dan Crossman, the standout safety from Pittsburgh, walks in. And before this one is over, it's likely that we will see Tony Rice. He's the backup quarterback at Barcelona, and his team's down by two scores. And he was forced to make the stop. It's a collision, and Norman has got the ball at the 15-yard line. Yeah, that was a World League return. Evidently, the two receivers could not hear. Woods moves over to take it, and then Norman comes over and takes it away from him. We've seen more of that in the World League than we've seen in any other league, college or NFL. Guys fighting for that. That must be a bonus for returning him. Well, Scott Ernie will try to battle through this now. There's one of the key linebackers, Danny Lockett. Trying to keep him off his back. Number 94 lining up here on the stand-up position. Oh, they turn him loose. Middle. He is hit. Fumble. Carr's got it. <laughs> Holy cow, I've seen everything. <laughs> Holy cow, sacred heifer. <laughs> they turned loose Carnell Smith inside, the defensive rushman. You'll see him appear. See him right there. They blocked it. That was a mental mistake. He's flushed. Now he throws it to Demetrius there, number 88. It bobbles. It goes right into Carr's hands. That's a good offensive design. Best-looking hook and ladder I've ever seen in my life. 19-yard <laughs> gain. Keep that one in the playbook, the way things are going. That's a world egg. <laughs> it's first and 10. Ernie's back. Fires complete to the far side, and Taylor's out of bounds. Let's check in with Jack Aru. Jack? Well, Brent, there's a lot of confidence in Scott Ernie here on the sidelines. Coach Jack Bicknell came over to him and said, look, don't let the three interceptions worry you. We're going to stay with you at least through the half. And on the other side of the coin, though, Scott Ernie is not very happy right now. He's very dejected, and he needs to turn it around psychologically, and that's one of the things that Bicknell preaches, the psychological factor of football. Yeah, don't let the three interceptions bother you. Uh, Easy for the coach to say. Second down and short now, and Jack McNell, such a wonderful person to play for, though. We've got to add that as they'll twist for that first down down there against the middle of that Monarch defensive. 10.55 to go here in the first half. You know, Ray Wilsey's defensive game plan is, is really working. Speedy. Left up. Oh, the speedy. You know what that is? That's a crossing pattern. Here's Ray Wilsey. He has changed up the defensive scheme coming into this game plan. He's going much more zone, and they've been playing all man, and I think the zone coverage is what's really bothering the quarterback. Scott interceptions all by the safeties, and this time he got away from Lockett and fired to the far side, and Bell makes the catch at the 49-yard line. I tell you, he's doing a pretty good job in that situation under some real Lockett, adversity. Lockett normally doesn't let someone go when the Terminator closes in on you. Folks, it's lights out. See, he could beat the one-on-one -on -one protector, and this is what he's done real well all year, though he let him get out from underneath it. Last ball game, they didn't sack Ernie one time. They threw in a quick rhythm, three-step drop. They're not doing that right now. Bell made a nifty grab, didn't he? Second down and seven. 
Now he comes back as the running back into the heart of that defense. The heart attack down there. Roy Hart there to meet it. Caldwell also in on the stop for the Monarchs. You know, I had a nice visit with Jimmy Bell, the ball carrier, the other day, and uh, talking to him about his style of running, Brandon. He said he, he lets his feet dictate where he is going to go with the football. He said, they take me, and I have great confidence in him. He says, the one thing I never do is listen to an offensive lineman. Every time they tell me where to go, it's wrong. Well, here is big number 88, Demetrius Davis. Single-handedly, he may have beaten London with a couple of scoring grabs. See, they've already adjusted now, and they're attacking zone defenses by throwing underneath the linebackers. That was a crossing pattern to Dem Demetrius Davis out of Vallejo High School in Northern California. But like you said, he had a big game the last time they played. Part of it, because he played outside receiver. They had an injury suffered by Gene Taylor, and they moved the tight end outside, and his size advantage worked against the corners of London. Lockett is picked up in the middle of that rush, yeah. throwing down the near side for Edgerton and out of bounds as Hart was leading the defensive rush coming from the middle along with Carnell Smith. I'll tell you, the, the quickness of Hart inside and then the power rush of Carnell Smith, number 90, that time, Ernie did not have a chance to set up. And actually, I think it was foolish for him to try to throw that ball down there because that's the one that's going to get picked off. The all-world nose man. And they really have to be conscious of sliding that blocking down to help out against them in this game. Short drop, high throw, incomplete. This is third down. Bernie continues to struggle. Eagle right. Z option. Eagle right. Nine, Eagle six, right. Eagle option. right is a three-wide receiver formation. It's a double slot on the one side to the right, a single receiver to the left. Now, the Z option, he'll run a pattern according to the coverage. And this is a looks like it's going to be a double zone, maybe a double man. He will read that and run it accordingly. On third and ten, receivers are covered. There is the flag thrown by the umpire. And crushing him was Chorus Irvin. A defensive holding downfield. We're holding number 66 on the offense. Oh, what? Wait a minute. There's another one. Yeah, the umpire Rex Stewart threw that holding flag back by the line of scrimmage. Bernie Kukar, the referee, making the announcement. Now, here's what happened downfield, which yeah. you were referring to. Well, I saw him. Now, watch the crossing pattern here. See, they're going, they're trying to pick against the man. He gets right in here. Now, look at right there. I thought that's what they called. Now he gets his hands up out of the way. Usually, that's an alert to an official that, hey, I just held, and I don't want you to call it. <laughs> but it goes against the Dragons, and it's third and 20 from the 47-yard line. Ernie! Almost interception number four. He's had too much luck during the season throwing those seam patterns. He's going to get some more of them picked off. Much better off coming underneath those kind of coverages with crossing patterns than continually trying to go down the hole. Here he is trying to hit the seam between the defenders, and Dedrick Dodge, number 33, is right there. He's going to be mad. He should have picked it. Aguiar with a strong leg, and Riley set to return. This is Aguiar's first punt of the game. Barcelona had two great scoring opportunities. 
misfired on a couple of field goals, and they're down by 14 points right now. It'll be the London Monarchs ball. We come Players Championship. Jack Nicholas wearing his Barcelona green there. Then later today at 5.30 Eastern time, the Golden Bear will look ahead at this year's national championship, the U.S. Open. They'll play that out in Minneapolis, the Twin City area next week, and Jack Nicholas will have all the insights coming up later. So Stan Gelbaugh, you were right, back. I thought he'd be back. You know, I've been on that sideline enough time, Brent, and, and seen the guy sitting like that and saw the injury to pretty much take a, a multiple guess at it, you know. He's throwing one intercept or one <coughs> touchdown pass to Horton today. Alexander getting the first call. And Bruce Clark with the stop. And let's go down to the Barcelona sideline and Jack Aru. Jack. Well, Brent, Brad Quast has been taken out of the game because you've injured your right knee one more time. That's correct. Uh, uh, basically, I did the same thing I did about four weeks ago. And uh, I don't know the extent of the damage. They're going to check it at halftime. But uh, hopefully it's not too bad. And Brent, he wore one of these knee braces, but it didn't seem to do the job. Yeah, coming back quickly from that arthroscopic surgery and uh, hoping that it would hold together here for the World Bowl. He's got a lot of heart. And Alexander stretching it out, and he is not out of bounds. He was down at the 29-yard line here with six minutes to go in the first quarter. And London dominating the game right now, 14 to nothing. Adrian Jones is a little defensive back, and he did a nice job of coming up and taking the big 225-pound running back down at the knees and cutting him rather than trying to get him up where he could be butted by that bigger person. Anthony Green has checked in over here at the left corner. Gilbaugh hit as he released and complete to Garrett. Garrett is down at the 35, hit by Adrian Jones. So after Horton's touchdown play, in which Charles Fryer was at the corner, they've made a switch and they're going to come back with Anthony Green. Horn punting again for the Monarchs. Boy, Barcelona's had some chances here in the first half. They have had. They haven't taken advantage of them. But really, there hasn't been any a scoring drive. It's been this the one big play. He gets it That's off and he's hit. No flag thrown by Cooker. No running into the punter or roughing. Let's take a look at this because Horn is complaining. It was a 42-yard punt. He gets the snap cleanly, gets it off. A little pressure right up inside. No, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know if it's acting or if he really did knock him down. Here he goes. That's running into him. McKinnon is That's a five-yard penalty. That's a five-yard penalty. Far side. It's not an automatic first down, but it is a five-yard penalty. So now it's Barcelona trailing by a couple of touchdowns. Scott Ernie with three wide receivers, hands to Bell, and Bell to the 25-yard line, tackled by Luckett. Remember, this offensive team, Barcelona's offensive team, came into this ballgame, the only team in the World League running more snaps than passing. They have to run the ball to be efficient. That's the, the nature of their offense. That's their philosophy. You take that away and force them to beat you throwing, then it's, it's tough sledding for them. This is the quietest I think I've ever heard a crowd in London. At one of the Monarchs games. Ernie firing out here to Woods. And Woods to the 35 for a Barcelona first down. 
Woods is a guy that's come on strong in the second half of the season out of the University of Tennessee. He wasn't a starter originally. Tim Edgerton was starting, but he's come on. The thing about the wide receivers in Barcelona's offense is the only wide receiver that's caught a touchdown pass all year is Taylor, and he has six of them. The rest of them haven't caught a single one. Ooh, watch out. Low and incomplete, and that was Wilson moving over on Woods that time. I'd like to see him you know, get some of that zone coverage and that come with some screens and draws and that kind of stuff up underneath and see if they can't slow down the rush a little bit and attack those linebackers as they drop out. Do you suppose the World Bowl is like the Super Bowl? These are all corporate fans in here. <laughs> I don't know. The only Super Bowl I would do. I mean, where are my beloved maniacs from? Yeah, that's right. You didn't have time to pay attention to the crowd. No, in fact, Ray Wilsey, the defensive coordinator, was there. Davis making the catch. And to the 41-yard line before Lockett brings him down again. It takes real patience to continue to do this with your offense. Force him to come up and play you man-to-man, -man, then work your individual cuts. Keep doing that kind of stuff in front of those zones. Of course, Ray Wilsey will probably change it up on you. Well, he'll get an opportunity to do just that in a few minutes. Inside of three minutes left here in the first half. London 14, Barcelona nothing. Ernie with throws number four into the hands of Crossman. That's his third. And a penalty flag comes down. Marlon Brown may have blasted Ernie. Throwing it into a crowd. Here, Danny Crossman, Allentown, Pennsylvania, comes in and gets his third interception. See, he's following him all the way. We he was in man-to-man coverage that time. Good change-up. Interception, 15-yard penalty from here. It was a definitely a late block on Ernie, and it was number 53, Marlon Brown, I believe, when we take a look at it here. Brown not happy with the call. Here's Ernie working his way over there. He comes off that one. It didn't look like there was any malicious intent to that. No, he was just trying to block, block the man. Yeah. They're going to protect the quarterback. But when you throw three interceptions, in fact, if you throw one interception more in a ball game than your opponent does, you lose three out of four ball games you're in. And he's thrown four interceptions in this game, three, three of them by the Crossman already. They give a car to the MVP in this game, and they've given a couple of tires to Crossman here in the first half already, I think. 2.44 to go. As the Barcelona Dragons self-destruct offensively here in the first half of World Bowl 91. You know, Ray Wilsey, the defensive coordinator, again talking with him on the field, said he felt they had a real good book on the offense and what they do. And he says, it's very simple, very sound, but I think we can take it away from them. And boy, they have done that. Gilbaugh hitting Riley. And Riley steps out of bounds at the 47-yard line. Riley's the receiver that had the big game against New York, and he caught six balls from 78 yards and one touchdown. Would you, at this time, switch to Tony Rice in the second half? I probably would. And I don't normally do those kind of things as a coach, but when you you've thrown four interceptions and you come into the ball game only having thrown two all year, mentally you're not in it. And also, as we come to the two-minute warning, certainly changes up the look because Rice is Notre Dame fans well remember a good sprint out running quarterback, and it might give him a little bit of a charge. They're only down a couple of scores, but we'll see about that when we come back. It's greatest success over here in Europe. 
London Monarchs and the Barcelona Dragons and London coming up to the line here, Dick Vermeil. Brent, they're going to run a 4-14, a curl here, a flat here, and a check here and go to the open receiver. See, they went to the flat outside. I believe that's one of the first times I have seen the chalkboard employed prior to a play. How well, did you perform that magic? Well, I know their system, their pass offense mechanics, and I heard them call it. You don't, have to, so you don't have to be a genius. But <laughs> yes, folks, he was eavesdropping while you were away. They go five sets. How about that? An All-American final at the French Open. That's got to be the first time in a lot of years since the 50s, probably. He's got it. Del has got Horton. Oh, he's stepped in. Penalty flag is thrown. Adrian Jones with coverage down there. And a penalty flag came out at the two-yard line. Brent, I actually think Horton, halfway down this, uh, the stem of the route, shoved off. Let's see if he did. It looked like he did. Now, watch him. He's working on Adrian Jones. Now there's some contact yeah, here. Some See him shove with his left hand there just a little bit. Then he's in there. That is defensive pass interference. But he earlier shoved with his left hand. Now one of the rule differences in the World League is a 15-yard penalty from the line of scrimmage. So they don't go down to the two-yard line. And the ball will be put at the Dragons 29. Let's go over Let's go some of the rule changes. Some of you folks may not have watched this league that often. In overtime, remember, you have to get a lead of six points. 35-second clock between plays. Pass interference penalty is 15 yards. And a two-point conversion, an option. They run the end around, and Brinson is trapped by Lindstrom. Breaks away and does a nifty job of getting out of trouble. That was a great job. That's just innate athletic ability. That is not coaching. That's innate athletic ability. Follow the ball. There's going to be a reverse. Here it comes back. Now watch the quickness of Dana Brinson. See, fine punt returner, fine kickoff returner. Eric Lindstrom chased him from behind, flushed him back out there. Good game. All coaching. Gilbaugh under pressure. And coming was Ruth, the nose man, number 62, had broken free. They were running a double pattern going to the sideline, one short, you'll see him on the screen there, one short, one flat, see, and they're almost in line, and Garrett pulls up thinking the ball is not thrown to him. If he'd have kept going, he probably would have caught it. Third down and three. Blue, 95! Coming after him with blitz. Fires a wide open receiver was Riley. You know, Brent, I, I, this is our fourth opportunity to present the London football team, and I always say they're so well coached in the fringe phases of football. Blitz, they saw it, they turn the guy loose, they know who it is, they dump it off quickly and move the chains. Good job of coaching. Larry Kennan. Is it fourth down? Not that much on fourth down. No question, they'll go for it here. Huge personnel. Near left. Near left. 15 lead man. They got to get it now. 15 lead man. They're going to run to the left behind a lead blocker. This is interesting. It is fourth down, and they're not going for a field goal down here. No, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Remember last week, Philip Alexander missed three consecutive field goals in the Meadowlands against the Knights. Blue 77! They're going to lead here and go to the left. Set, 
And they get it easily. The E-Train, Victor Ibovitike, one of those nice Operation Discovery players, leading the way, number 36. Watch the blocking as he paves the way for Alexander. He was the star of the Budweiser League for years over here in England. You and made all pro in that league yourself, didn't oh, you? you bet. I always present the winner's trophy in that league. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> First and ten. Delbaugh firing complete to Garrett. Garrett to the 14-yard line. Final minute here in the first half, so it is possible that we will still see Alexander before this is over as London uses one of its three timeouts. So with the timeout, we'll take a break and come right back. They like to do inside that red zone. They're down to the 14-yard line here with a second down. Well, first off, when you get down in here, Barcelona is not normally a blitzing team, but when you back them up down in this area, they change up and they'll come after you and try to sack you, try to take the ball away from you, and they've been pretty successful in doing that. So I anticipate London using their post-corner combinations and reading accordingly and going after that man-to-man -man coverage. Okay, let's go. Flex right, scat left. 289, seam wide, 01, ready? 289, seam wide. Now, that is more of a pattern anticipating a zone coverage. Gilbaugh. Touchdown, Garrett. Vauxhall College, Philip Alexander, Dempsey Norman, and Thomas Woods set to return this. Woods will field it at the two. And he is hit at the 14-yard line by Russell Foster, number 52. Thirty-nine seconds remaining. Trailing by 
three touchdowns. Jack Picknell sends Scott Ernie back out. If he makes a quarterback change, obviously he would do it in the second half. The one thing Tony Rice gives you is a very much change up, a big change up, brother, in terms of running ability, scrambling ability, and then throwing deep off the scramble. Forced out of the pocket, Hart and Marlon Brown brings him down at the 11 yard line. Ernie's slow to get up. You could see the speed of Marlon Brown. Here's a guy that walked on in college, was not given a scholarship, fought his way to earn with, earn a scholarship at Memphis State, ends up being a good player, fighting his way here. And see the speed. He caught up, got him from behind, and puts him down. He comes off with an injured shoulder, and Tony Rice is in for his first play of the game with time running out. He hands the bell, and they will elect to run the clock out here on the first half. A half that was dominated by the London Monarchs. And a little exchange down there at the 20-yard line. Edgerton now being led away as we have come to the end of the first half. Dodge with one of the four interceptions for the Monarchs. Dan Crossman with the other three. And London leads Barcelona 21 to nothing. And we'll return after this message from the World League and a word from our ABC station. American football is orchestrated by the beat of an international rhythm. In the run shoot, often it's very heavy. We spoke in the moment in the World League. Very spectacular, very. We don't return it for a touchdown. We put the offensive on. You huddle up, and we're going ninja to the wide field. Ninja to the wide field. All right. Ninja to the wide field. Statue of Liberty handoff to Mitchell. Mitchell fumbles. Now Mitchell's going to throw a pass. He's got a man wide open. He's got a 10-5 touchdown. The World League of American Football. We're at halftime. World Bowl 91. Scott Ernie shaking up late in that first half. Let's find out what the early diagnosis is. We go down to Jack Aroo. Brent, even before he was injured on those final plays, Scott Ernie was complaining of a problem down in his calf muscle. It seems that when he was sacked one of those times, he actually jammed his knee and his foot right down in there, and it was very swollen and sore. The trainers had looked at it just before he was brought back out to complete that final play. Now, they've taken him off the field, and he is behind me, 
inside of Wembley Stadium, and the trainers are attending to him at this time, and he is complaining of a soreness and the possibility of a separation of his shoulder. So not only down in his leg, but also up in his shoulder. He's been just absolutely hammered in this first half. Well, you know, Dick Vermeil, I think it, uh, it's obvious we're going to see some of Tony Rice now in the yeah. second half. You talked about him rolling out. Now put yourself over Ray Wilsey's head. He's used this zone successfully for four interceptions. What does he do now to counter up defensively? Well, if I were Ray Wilsey, and he's been in this game a long time, very experienced guy, I, I think he will stay with zone coverages. No sense in gambling tight man-to-man. -man. Plus, in zone coverages, you have people looking back at the ball, back at the quarterback. If he does scramble out, you have people that can convert front either side and nail him and prevent the long run. I, that would be my plan. Uh, well, London leads it by three touchdowns, and uh, Mark Jones, they had to be all smiles when they went to their locker room. They certainly are all smiles, Brent. I'll tell you what the story is, of course. Crossman with his three interceptions. I spoke to him just before they came into the locker room here. He says that Scott Ernie is tipping off his passes just a little bit, and he's trying to force the passes into a certain zone, and of course he's got three interceptions as a result. One other incident as the first half ended, Irvin Smith and Tim Egerton had a bit of a disagreement, so that says to me that the London defense is not ready to let up either. They had some fierce words, and Smith tried to take on a much larger Egerton, so these guys are really jacked up and still ready to play. Upstairs. All right, Mark, the London Monarchs with a three-touchdown lead. We're going to come back and enjoy the Cindy marching band. They're from Wilberforce, Ohio, directed by James Oliver. So let's us enjoy it for a while.
Central State, Ohio marching band. And we're just about ready for the second half, but now it's nobody's cooking like today's KFC. By Kawasaki. If it isn't Kawasaki, it isn't jet ski. And by Kellogg's, the best to you each morning. Closing in on Wembley Stadium and World Bowl 91. London kicking off and leading Barcelona, Spain, 21 to nothing. Philip Alexander, the ball on the team. Middle return for Woods. Here's the reverse. It's Henderson coming around. The play they worked on, and he slips on the far 20 and goes down. Good discipline by the coverage team. They didn't converge on the ball too quickly. They stayed in their lanes when the ball appeared over there. They still had people in leverage positions on the ball, keeping the ball on their inside shoulder. You'll see the ball. Tony Woods takes it. He starts upfield. Now he makes the break. The giveaway is he has it out there with two hands. There comes the reverse to Henderson. Now you'll see people in position outside him. See, they'll appear right there good discipline and here is Tony Rice as expected he opens the second half for the Barcelona Dragons Scott Ernie the starting quarterback was shaken up and he also threw four interceptions in the first half and right away Rice burns him keeping it on the option now we'll see the numbers and this is one of the reasons why Rice is in here the four turnovers down there Barcelona with a couple of opportunities not only that four turnovers but they also botched a couple of field goal chances so Tony Rice, who stepped in when Ernie was injured after four games and kept them driving toward the playoffs, comes in with only one touchdown and three interceptions, but in one game, he threw 14 straight completions. You can expect more option-type running with him at quarterback. And they, they go to the fullback car. They put him in to give him the full option look, and he brings it out to the 43-yard line. Now Ray Wilsey, the defensive coordinator, and the rest of the coaches will have to make a quick adjustment to, uh, to get into a scheme of defensing the option. Reading, taking the dive back, then coming to the quarterback, either taking him or forcing him to pitch right now or, or letting him go and tackling him. Very important if Barcelona can sustain this opening drive and not allow Wilsey to huddle with the defensive players until after the march. Bell is the running half. Carr lined up like a wishbone fullback. Rice keeps it, and he was battered by Hart, and he still made it to the 45-yard line. See, already now, Marlon Brown, number 53, was sitting on the line of scrimmage waiting for the quarterback to come to him. There was penetration inside. He never got to him. He had to keep the football. They won't let him run that play efficiently too many times in a row without making an adjustment. Carr and Hennett check out, and on second and long, four receivers as Davis stands up on the right side. Get over there, get over there, Rick. with his first pass open man he's got it to Davis for the first down at the 35 yard line did a real nice job that time read the coverage properly he dropped back quickly in a five-step drop saw the tight end see Demetrius read the zone in the hole right there he gets it to him he did a good job of hanging on to that ball because Corus Irvin the rolled up corner came outside on him. see now watch him release inside the zone linebacker he reads it he settles down right there they throws it to him he almost pulled him out of the zone good job 19-yard gain. 
There's Carr back in, battering his way. The one-time Oklahoma star crashes to the 22 as the Dragons come out here with that option look and get something moving against this Monarch defense. You'll see what happens here now that they're running the option. The offensive tackle, the offensive tackle here goes for a hook block and widens him. Widens him and that gives him that inside lane to run and he just handed it off. Tony Rice, who will report to Saskatchewan of the Canadian Football League a week after this season ends. Next weekend, he'll be back up in Canada. Not much of a vacation for Rice. Oh! He pulls it away on trouble. Now a pitch to Bell. And he is defended over here on the right side by Mike Rinna. Oh, I, Roy Hart, number 75, the nose guard on center. John Brandom, 63, just nailed him, and he put him right back in the quarterback's lap as he went to lead. Now, watch the offensive center. See, he got knocked back into Hart's, into, right into the quarterback's face, and he couldn't run the options. Bobby Sign, the starting center, no, no, lost no. to the Dragons earlier in the week in practice. Brandon forced to go all the way, and you can see how tight Hart is down there at that nose spot. They use a guard to help pick him up. Rice with time throws high and incomplete and into dangerous territory. That's an interception ball. That's when you throw it over there. They had one on one a situation over to the slot on the left side. He had him doubled up over here. He threw it into the double. As you look downfield now, you'll see there's more defenders there than receivers. On the other side, it was equal, one on one. Should have gone left. Third and 13 for the Dragons. Edgerton, the wide receiver on Rice's right. Davis standing up. Rice well defended, steps away from it brilliantly and is out of bounds at the 20-yard line. That's going to be short of the first down. This is the extra dimension that he gives you. He runs better than many running backs. And you get in that quarterback scramble situation. Finish it. What do you got? Trailing by three touchdowns. The 960 speedy. Left up, 960 speedy. I didn't call it. That's left protection, left 960, 960 speedy. speedy. They're going to try to run a crossing pattern to the split end. Taylor is out to the going left. to be here to Woods, 85, on the right bottom of your screen. He's on his right. Instead, he throws to Davis for the first down as they cross there in the middle. He may not have made it, but it depends on where they spot it. Speedy is a crossing pattern between the tight end and the split end. You'll see him appear from the left side of your screen. Good read. Demetrius Davis, 88 to the left side. Now see him crossing underneath. It's man-to-man -man coverage. The other wide receiver coming across behind him. It was enough. It was enough. a first down. They're at the 12-yard line. Knows the ball almost reaching it. Davis out of the game. back in at that fullback spot in front of Bell. The block it comes. Rice keeps it away. Pitches. Bad pitch. Bell tries to stay with it. And the ball out. And it's ruled incomplete. Yeah, it was pitched forward. Ruled incomplete. He didn't have a handle on it over there, so it will be second and ten for the drive. He, he pitched that forward, so it's an incomplete pass. Here he comes down the line of scrimmage. He fakes the fullback. Good penetration there by Lockett. He creeps it. Crossman, 33, forced the pitch, and it was thrown out like a shuffle pass, forward pass. Here it is again. Now watch Lockett at the top of your screen. Wham! He takes on the fullback. 
Here comes Crossman. He forced the pitch. It was an air, a bad pitch forward. Taylor and Woods, the wide receiver. Davis and Hennett both down as tight ends. Rice away from ground. Throws it incomplete, and the grounding flag comes down. Loss it down. Remember, there is no in-the-grass rule here in the World League, but that does not allow you to go to the ground and intentionally throw an incompletion to avoid the sack. And that's Boy, that's a big penalty, too, because you lose the downs. Here he is. Now, see, now he's he's fighting that in-the-grass right there. Now he just throws it to get rid of it. They're going to call that every time. The ball is spotted at the 24-yard line, and it'll be third down. Tough on a quarterback to come in and try to change the tempo of the game when you're down 21 to nothing and go to an option game, which really is not a basic part of your offense year in and, you know, game in and game out, and run it real well. Four down lineman Lockett appeared to break early, but he might have guessed right on the snap as Brown sacks Rice. But there is a penalty flag thrown. One of the back judges picked it up. I'll tell you, if Lockett was not offside, no he whistle. really guessed right. No, he was offside. Or an offensive lineman moved early. Defense offside. Yeah. Defense offside. Five-yard penalty. This, there ought to be a call for more than offside. You'll see Lockett at the top left-hand corner of your screen. That's more than offside. <laughs> I tell you, the way he's crashing from that linebacker spot, when you run the option directly at him, that pitch is there. They can get Lockett to bite. You just have to be ready to pitch it quickly, but that's just one of the phases of the defense they're playing. They don't do that every snap. Ball is at the 19. He's a third and 16. Rice has time and throws complete to the five yard line now they've got to get to the three for a first down what so it's fourth and two and trailing by 21. his offensive line did a good job of giving him time to throw that time they picked up the stunts he went back he set up nicely through the deep out pattern to the right now watch the rush inside see the linebacker up inside they switched off picked him up barry Voorhees, number 60 did a real good job threw it right on time Taking another look at the same play. You'll see the linebacker to the right side of your screen. Here he comes, Ricky Williams. He'll be up inside. He, he picked up. He gets hit a little bit. Ooh, he gets a little elbow chop. I don't like that one. Timeout is called by the Dragons. Let's check in with Jack. Aces, and we go 887. All right? Just tell Idell that he's on the corner. Snug rip the condor right. Snug rip the condor right. Snug rip the condor right. That's a new play. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> Didn't it's sound a critical like play right here. If they can convert this, get the first down or in the end zone, they could get this thing turned around, get a little momentum for them. Well, they put Carr and his stand-up over here in the right wing, bring Bell in motion, overload that side. Rice rolling, trying to get away from Brown. He's got no. He's out he of bounds and short of the first down. Sensational defensive play over here to knock him out of bounds they went to a no back attack running the back in motion they get a slot to the right they're trying to run a pick over to the right side of your screen get that back out there cleanly they did not marlon brown is harassing them all the way 
That, that was Dedrick Dodge who came up and hit him first. And then he's out of bounds. So the safety makes the play of the game. Lost here to Barcelona in week 10, 20 to 17. Then London won its playoff game over the New York, New Jersey Knights after trailing 17 to nothing. Being forced there to do it the hard way. Now they're up here over Barcelona by three touchdowns. And with that lead, they elect to conservatively sit on it down there. Alexander running frequently this year. The Monarchs have thrown coming out of their own end zone. John Horton has already caught a 96-yard touchdown pass this year. That's the longest of the season. That has been their personality. But maybe with the 21 to nothing lead, they're just going to try to bang it out of there and eat up some clock time. David Smith checks into that backfield. I'm trying to stretch him out, make him run out. And again, they elect to sit there with their running game. Twins right, Ron Flag. Twins right, Flag. Is that what he called? So on third and five, Delbaugh, and he throws to Garrett for the first down. That has been his control man all season long. He led the World League with 71 receptions this year. You know, he's the kind of guy that doesn't do anything spectacular, but beats you. He makes the critical plays on third down. He makes the critical plays going inside the 20. He makes the big catch. Very seldom ever drops one. Then they put him in the backfield. He runs the draws, the screens. And if the running back gets tired, they put him in at the eye back, and he carries the regular slant plays. Handoff again on first down. Let's check in with Mark Jones. Mark? Yes, Stan Gelbaugh wasn't the only London player to suffer a shoulder injury in the first half. Dana Brinson is currently being x-rayed at the hospital. He also has a bruised right shoulder. The trainers and doctors tell me that he is probable in terms of coming back to the game. Back upstairs. It was Brinson who returned the opening kickoff and fumbled. fumbled. Barcelona had a couple of scoring opportunities go awry when they failed to convert field goals and they have thrown four interceptions all in the first half and so they've self-destructed here this afternoon. Gilbaugh finds oh. Garrett and just threw it to his right a little bit too much as Garrett was getting ready to cut back to the left. Did you notice Gilboy's poise there? He knew where all the receivers were. He looked right. He worked, he worked, he worked. He didn't like it and he came back all the way over to the left. He knew the receiver was there. He threw it. Just didn't make the completion. Well, the crowd statisticians will be interested to learn that the Super Bowl one record did not fall here today. It Our did attendance fall. at World Bowl one, 61,108. It was 61,946 in the L.A. Coliseum that day for Green Bay and uh, Kansas City. And it is Wiley for the first down. Did you go to Super Bowl one? I covered it as a writer for the old Chicago America. Were you there? No, you're much older than I am, really. <laughs> I was recruiting for Stanford that day down in Long Beach, recruiting a kid I think named Mike Battle, if I remember right, out of Long Beach City College. Went to SC. Yeah, I didn't do a very good job recruiting, did I? You misfired <laughs> on it. You should have come to the game with me. The Jets, yeah. <laughs> on first and ten. Moving over to the right, throwing to the open man sat down Ooh. in the spot and made his way out to the 47-yard line. Gilbaugh 
is much more mobile than most quarterbacks at, at six foot three, 210 pounds. He works outside. They're in his own defense. He looks for the receiver sitting in the hole. It's Andre Riley. Now remember, this guy was a great high school running back. He's a fine punt returner, kick returner. So if you get him that ball into those zones, he can break them. David Smith checks into that backfield. Gilbaugh now 14 of 20 for 164 yards and the two touchdown passes. He's going for it. Going for Horton in number three, and it's intercepted. But it's as good as a punt. Better than a punt. Down maybe. inside that five-yard line, Charles Pryor, who was burned for a touchdown by Horton earlier in the game, gets even with him with this interception. Did a good job. But see, the ball was thrown to the inside, and he couldn't get back in there and take it away. Now, here's Horton. He's going on him. He's going on him. Now, Pryor's looking back inside all the way. And he was it was good position to move back inside. If the ball had been thrown outside, it had been a little tougher. Tony Rice only has 98 yards. Bet on me. He's been under the weather suffering from some hay fever. Had tremendous problems with pollen in all different sections of the United States and over here in Europe. Back now with Tony Rice and the Barcelona Dragons trailing it by three touchdowns. And Rice to throw out of his own end zone. Hit as he releases, going for Woods oh. and incomplete. Carnell Smith plowed into the quarterback and there is a penalty flag down on the two-yard line. Seventy-three on the defense. Illegal use of hands. Seventy-three. David Caldwell. Well, that's a critical penalty. See, because if they stop him down there, they have to punt and don't have much room to punt. That gave him room to get Double into the right. punt formation and a first down. One of the things about this offense, it is very difficult to play catch-up football. If you don't believe me, ask Barry Switzer. When you fall behind with an option attack. Nice cut. Bell to the 12. Let's find out about it. Scott Ernie, here's Jack Aru, Jack. Grant, within the confines of Wembley, they have an x-ray machine and all the physical therapy materials needed to check on Scott Ernie. His shoulder, the x-rays have come back negative. The same cannot be said for his leg, however. He's still complaining of severe pain. They are not going to bring him out for the second half. He's done for the World Bowl. Tough afternoon for Scott Ernie, who played so well for Barcelona this year. Rice, needing a quick score, throws high to Woods. They're getting constant pressure on the quarterback each time. Now it's Tony Rice before it was Ernie, but there's always somebody in his face. Ray Wilsey giving the coverage signals. Defensive line coach here, Jim Washburn. Third down and six. Rice. Fires complete, and Davis breaks free. 45, midfield, and a big tight end is finally run out by Urban. But he gets to the 44-yard line, and Demetrius Davis gives Barcelona a little life here late in the third. See, they went man-to-man -man coverage. He beat his man to the inside. There wasn't people over on the other side of the field playing zone just waiting for him to show up there. See, and he gets a block. Right there, there's Crossman, 31, who had him man-to-man. -man. Now, of course, Urban, 27, has to run him down from behind. On 
First down. Rice got a shot. goes to Edgerton, and he overthrows it. Yeah. See, he, Brent, he threw that ball too flat. If you're going to go deep, you should put a little more air under it, give that guy a chance to run under him. That was more like a line drive throw. He has an awfully strong arm. You'll see the ball, flat trajectory, and it'll be overthrown. He just can't get under it. If the ball's up in the air a little longer, see, he can run under that football. Now second and ten from the Monarchs 44. Bins down there, opposite the center. He's really kept the pressure on in the middle of that oh, defense. Good pass rush. Rice under fire. Gets it into the hands of Norman. And he is very close to a first down. Going to depend on where the ball is spotted. Dan Crossman comes up and delivers the blow. So Tony Rice is surviving. He is surviving. And we hear Danny Lockett, Danny Lockett, Danny Lockett. 940 solid jet back. Don't fear Jet is go Jet needs to go deep, but Marlon Brown, number 53, maybe has been a little more overpowering in this ball game than Lockett has. He's been there on every snap. Yeah, number 53, he's been coming hard. Rice takes a deep drop, fires, oh, and it should have been picked off by Dodge. In and out of his hands, and he knows he should have had it. Yeah, Dedrick knows that. It was you know, too easy. Too easy. When a quarterback throws that kind of ball, it's because he doesn't understand where that free safety is. See, the middle of your screen, right on top, you see Dedrick Dodge sitting in the hole waiting for him to throw that football. See, oh my gosh, that is a clean interception ball if there ever was one. Quarterback should not throw that ball in there like that. Second and ten. Ball at the Monarchs, 33. defensive lineman out of the University of Delaware and he he came out of college using his forearms as a defensive weapon and he's really there he is there's Hart right there see he's using jump around he's coming down the line of scrimmage and there comes Renner to take him on but Renner is learning to use his hands and as a young growing boy developing into a fine defensive lineman London England Wembley Stadium a crowd just over 61,000. The London Monarchs have dominated the first three quarters of this game, leading 21 to nothing. Tony Rice and the Dragons are at the Monarchs 34-yard line with a third and 10. Rice hit as he releases high and incomplete one of Woods. And over there was Horace Irvin. The third quarter numbers look like this in World Bowl 91. Still, uh, Monarchs are plus two in the turnover category. 263 yards total offense for the Dragons, 199 for the Monarchs. Who's winning this ballgame? Turnovers. You can't turn it over and win. You got to look for a fake punt here, don't you? Fourth and ten, down by three touchdowns early in the fourth quarter. Be alert. They have it in their game plan. They're not using it. They're going to pooch it. That's a nice job. Riley at the 15-yard line. London's ball, but now the Monarchs will go to work on that clock. Three touchdowns rather than go for that pooch punt. I, uh, to be honest with you, I would have. I really would have. He only gained 18 yards on that pooch punt. Yeah, if you're going to pooch punt, you must have great confidence that you can put that ball down inside that 10-yard line. They didn't get it done there. That was a waste of time, really. They'd have been better off going for it. 
First and ten for Stan Gelbaugh. And now they'll start operating on that clock with Larry Kennan and his coaching staff having done a really a superb job. And Billy Hicks, the general manager with the front office, they've averaged better than 40,000 for their regular season games. Because of a Wembley date, they were forced to go to the United States for their playoff game. Fell behind the Knights. 17-0. Oh, the Knights have to be kicking themselves about letting that one get away. Second down. They set the screen. And it's the reliable one. Judd Garrett. And let's check in with Jack Aroos. Jack. Well, Tony Rice, they haven't had, had a chance to get a pass off without someone in your face. What are they doing to get to you so easily? I don't think I'm just taking a lot of time back there instead of sitting back there and doing it. I just have to get back there and stuff and throw the ball and give my receivers a chance to catch the ball. Brent, let's update you on the condition of Ernie as well. Scott Ernie does not have a fracture of the leg. It's what's called a compartment syndrome, a jammed calf muscle. Compartment syndrome? That's a new one. I've never a, heard that. That's a British injury. Yeah, it must be a British Suffered injury. Suffered only at Wimbledon. <laughs> Usually it's soccer players. Yeah. There's a handoff. And Smith batters his way to the 29th. You know, it's something I really liked about Tony Rice. Don't tell me he hasn't been getting rid of that ball. <laughs> but don't jump your offensive lineman. Yeah. Take the rap yourself, you know? You know, he has 12 minutes and 55 seconds left to play in the ballgame. He doesn't want to make him mad. He's having enough trouble. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of offensive lines, we've got to talk about London, the nasty boys. Doug Marone coming up here is going to camp, I believe, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he's got a chance to get a career in the NFL. You always wonder about centers if they're big enough. But he's done an excellent job of leading this offensive line as Garrett catches the ball go out of bounds. And next to him, Paul Berardelli, number 70, his left guard, has been an outstanding performer and a very vocal ringleader of this team. Now, this ball club probably features as many characters as the Chicago Bears had during their heyday. If the league lasted about a month longer, I'm not so sure that a half a dozen of them would have to be bailed out of jail. I mean, these guys are really something over here. I'll tell you that. They're not bad guys, no, though. They just have guys. some fun. And Berardelli sort of the ringling, uh, <laughs> ringleader of the group. Theo Adams plays next to him. That's the left side. And over on the right side, we've got Larry Jones, who played with a broken hand earlier in the year, and Steve Gabbard out of Florida State. His wife had a baby, number 67. One of the things about these kids, they left their families, came over here to Europe. <laughs> I know it. And they've been here a long time. I bet they have. You don't think they're not eager to get to that airport tomorrow morning? There's Gabbard right there. So Adams, Berardelli, Marone, Jones, and Gabbard. And only one of them, Larry Jones, he must feel slighted. He was the only one not on one of the all-world teams. Then. Second down and Coming seven. after him. And they get him. Good job Justin by Ron Getz. Whatever Ron wants, Ron, Ron gets. gets. Yeah, Ron gets. See, what happened is the running back tried to cut him low, and he went right over the top of the running back. Take him on and go right up underneath the chins. Here comes Get, 56. Watch the running back dive at his feet. Poor job. Come up underneath him. Hit him right up underneath the chin with your hat. Poor that, blocking technique. That's your friend David Smith, number 32 out there. Poor blocking job. He's big enough to eat him alive at his size. One of the few players I've ever seen injure a knee while spiking the ball, <laughs> although he vehemently denies it. Gilbaugh gives it to him on a draw. He had a nice fake that time. This is what he does. Western Kentucky player loves to carry the ball. And he brings it on out there. And Adrian Jones takes him down. He's really a well-built guy. Big and strong. And as you did say, he did injure his knee. But he's at full speed now. 
I was hopeful that the World Bowl would prove more exciting than several of the Super Bowls that I've suffered through, but uh, that has not been the case. You know, you were talking about Doug Marone earlier, the offensive center. He told me that the players got the coaches to this ball game. It was the coach's job to win this one. That's what he told me. Well, certainly the defense. Oh, oh, what is this now? <laughs> this is a bot by Greg Horn to the 40-yard line. When did they fly that center in? <laughs> was that Steve Alford <laughs> came in there? I'm not sure that Coach Kennan has seen that one. It is his ball. <laughs> uh, I bet you David Harbour, who is their number one special team player, their offensive uh, center on that long snap, I don't believe he's ever done that before. <laughs> hey, David, we're talking about you. The University of Illinois wasn't given a scholarship. He walked on and earned a scholarship under Mike White at the University of Illinois their top special team player. So now it's Tony Rice and the Dragons trailing by three touchdowns with a first down at the Monarchs 40. Wide open receiver on that far side. They played with real soft. And Ricky Williams gets over there defensively. If they can just, Crossman. if they, you know, they have 10 minutes and 20 seconds. There are three big plays out of it. I know that's three big plays. They haven't made one yet. But if they could get something on the board quickly, at least they could make it interesting for us here. Ever the optimist, Dick Vermeil looks for three big plays, and I'll settle for one right now. <laughs> First and ten for the Dragons. From the 25, and here's Bell trying to bounce outside. And uh, there was your man, Marlon Brown. Number 53 has played himself a football game. He really is an underrated football player. He played the Canadian Football League with the British Columbian Lions last year. He was the number 12 pick at Cleveland in 89. He's an impressive player. Second down and 10. And many of these fans are wondering why Americans complain about soccer. <laughs> The left tackle decided to check on what was going on, and that's not legal down there on that line. Ball start, 77 on the offense. Ball start. Fourth right. Fourth right. Right. Come on, Jeff. Horse right is a double slot formation. Eight is protection right. 60 is one back protection. Rice. Ooh, wanted Taylor in there in between the defenders. They had the right pattern call for the coverage that they actually got. They just didn't get it done. Chorus Irvin well remembers their loss of a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he's been much tougher here this game. He throws the ball over here, the corner behind the rolled-up corner. See, there it is. He throws it a little bit behind him, and the defensive back, Chorus Irvin, fell off the man he was covering and came over and defended him. Now third and 15 for the Dragons. Complete. And Woods is down by Dodge. You know, Dodge is making up for the couple poor tackles he had in the game last week in the New York-New Jersey game. He missed a couple key tackles today. He's making them. Dedrick Dodge, that was a nice hit. There's a wide receiver, San Antonio, who can remember how he hits. Yeah, Here he has. He, again, he had time to throw that deep comeback. Nicely throwing deep zone coverage. Boom! Down he goes. That's smart. 8-18. Coming after Dragons. Him. Picked him up. Got an open man oh. and overthrew him. Had Taylor all alone. Got the coverage he wanted. They were coming 
after him. Blitz coverage. Outside the receiver went short. Slot man to the corner. Just what Beaver he wanted. Right. Four hard naked slam. Beaver right. Four hard naked slam. What he's going to do, they're going to be in a... I'll show you here quickly. The quarterback is going to come out here with the football off a of fake. There he goes. Lock it in pursuit, and so he gives it to Davis, who's taken down at the 10-yard line, and it'll be third down. Well, Barcelona's been inside the 20-yard line three times, and they've come out with zero points to date. They can get a first down inside the two-yard line. they come with a real blitz after now just overpower that doesn't look like it by front they're playing the bare front on him what they call the bare front right now good protection rice Lockett got him late oh, and he dropped, dropped in the end zone by dempsey norman sure he was throwing it to Dempsey Norman you know there was another receiver coming underneath now watch the bottom of your right hand corner of your screen you'll see two receivers one underneath that he overthrew the top of it and hit the other guy comes from the left side of the formation now follow the receiver to the left side of your screen now you'll see the guy crossing the left side he crosses over see I don't know which guy he was thrown to but one of them dropped it Rice on fourth down high and the ball goes to London Dana Brinson bringing it out. Joe Henderson did a spectacular job of not only stripping the ball, but getting over to recover. As we come back here live with the Monarchs working against the clock, but after that, Barcelona could not move the ball and went for a field goal. And Aguiar could not handle the snap. And things have gone downhill from there. <laughs> Second down and eight. London 21, Barcelona nothing. Six minutes to go. And the pass is complete. And a first down to the 21-yard line. Good hit by Ron Getz out there. You know, it was a warm story involving Mark Murphy, who came from his home in Boston on an emergency basis to join the Barcelona Dragons who had lost their center. Bobby Sign was hurt in practice and Dick you and I when we worked down and as you look at Mark when we were at the Super Bowl one of the young women for ABC was working with us down there was his sister Amy Murphy. Oh, for I didn't realize they were it's related. A small world. Yeah Mark told me that just before the game and uh, Mark got the phone call from the team and he didn't believe it he thought it was one of his buddies pulling his leg that he was going to come over and, uh, and and play in the world bowl and uh, here he is for the barcelona dragons the winner's share which will go to the london monarchs five thousand but he'll pick up twenty five hundred every trip to london not a bad day's work for two snaps he's out of bishop egan high school in yardley pennsylvania right there we're in the area where i live and he was actually a reporter just laid off his job when they called him now, Judd Garrett, who caught that pass, had a couple of brothers who played for the San Antonio Riders, and just recently, 
Jason Garrett signed a contract with the Canadian football team. Yes, he did. Play quarterback, so he'll be a busy quarterback this year. Chuck Garrett, number 22, reminds me of running backs of old in the NFL that used to do everything. You know, there wasn't the blinding speed. They the Tom Maddy guys that come out of the backfield, catch the ball, work it upfield. They, they can do it all. Gilbaugh oh. under pressure and crushed at the 14-yard line. Eric Lindstrom got there first. And Bruce Clark cleaning up. Lindstrom, one of several Boston College players who joined Jack Bicknell and his staff in Spain this year. I like him. I, I think he's a good football player. And, you know, he had a great junior year. He was rated one of the better linebackers in the country coming off his junior year. He got hurt as a senior, and it really slowed down his career. Now, David Harbour, folks, is a good long snapper. We're going to give him a chance to redeem himself <laughs> and see if he will not dribble another one in the direction of his punter. No, right he there. did a good job. Got that one fired back. That's a return type ball if he'll field it. That's a long, low light drive. Back to the 35-yard line. And good coverage. Woods out to the 42-yard line. 340 to go, and the London Monarchs wrapping up the first World Bowl championship in London. And when we finish, we've got some golf coming your way. The Mazda Senior Players Championship. And after our ball game, the World Bowl trophy presentation. That'll be just next first down and ten it will be interesting to see who they select as the MVP in this game who would you vote for I think I'd go with Crosman the defensive back that's intercepted three I think I would he wasn't in the neighborhood there with number four that was Irvin and Marlon Brown he's a factor He's been all over him. 53 has played a fine game on the inside defensively for no the question Monarchs. that he has. He really has. But uh, Crossman has come up with, with the big plays that made a difference. The interception and they turn it over and run it in for the touchdown. You know what's thing. interesting about football, American football as opposed to soccer, coaches have a lot more control of it. And really, Ray Wilsey's game plan along with head coach Larry Kennan has worked very well when the change up defensively using that more of a zone against Scott Ernie four interceptions in the first half you can't ask for anything more than that out of a defensive plan in a game than what they got here this afternoon no you're correct they did, a, did an excellent job and they've done an excellent job all year and that's why they were nine and one there aren't many secrets to it you, you have better players and do a good job of coaching them control their motivation control their attitude and there's Ray Wilsey right there that was maybe the best draft choice that Larry Kennan made. He drafted another coach with many, many years. He has two Super Bowl rings of his own, Ray Wilsey does. One, he won against me. But uh, uh, excellent job of coaching. Third down. Rice high to Davis. And Williams was defending him, number 56. You'll see Williams covering a crossing pattern right here. Linebacker chasing him all the way. Good speed, good position. Of course, that ball could be caught, but linebacker right there harassing him all the way. You know, Jimmy Bell, the running back for Barcelona, has a Super Bowl ring earned spending the one year with the 49ers in 1989. He might be the only player that will end up with a Super Bowl ring and a World Bowl ring. Rice. Nice throw. Complete to Taylor. And Taylor to the 34-yard line. Taylor started out the season like a high supplier, you know, and, and then he slowed down. He had that hamstring. He didn't play at all against these guys the last time. But he can make the big play, averaging over 21 yards a catch. 
First down for the Dragons. Crossman coming. See, Crossman is sitting in the hole as a safety and, and working on the offside of the field into that crossing pattern. And uh, one time he got an interception from it. It's like a robber defense. You just sort of sit in the hole and wait for those crossing patterns. And uh, he was sitting right there that time. Three interceptions in a championship game. And he'll catch the winner's check, $5,000 for each of these players. Second down and 10. Rice. And this one is cut by Taylor for a first down at the 20-yard line. Barcelona trying to avoid being shut out here this afternoon. Coming in with some fresh rushmen now. Get a little more pressure on him. Two-minute warning. World Bowl 91. Taken off their headsets and are headed down to the sideline. Dennis Danielson, the linebacker coach, dropping by for a chat along with Jim Washburn and the coordinator Ray Wilsey. They did a great job. What did Dennis tell you? He said that zone defense really did work today. have had a great time at the ballparks in Europe. There's been no question about that. Rice goes down, and there's that man again. Number 53, Marlon Brown. Monarch's ball. See what happens, Brett. Many times you get a Marlon Brown who's been rushing. They rush a defensive end over an offensive tackle. They get used to blocking him. All of a sudden, you have an outside linebacker a little quicker rushing, and the same blocker goes to pick him up, and it's not the same tempo of the rush, and it gets on around him. John Witkowski to close it out. David Smith, the call. If Larry Kennan wants to really excite this crowd, he'll send the E-train out for a couple of late carries. Timeout called by Barcelona. Each team in the World League carried four Operation Discovery players, and Kennan's players contributed. And we have a 40-man roster that made a big difference. And number 36 there, the E-Train, Victor Evo Vivique. He set every rushing record for the American Football League here in Great Britain. And he has been a terror on the special teams, their leading tackler on the kickoffs. He scored the first Operation Discovery touchdown this year.
for the E-Train. He's got arms like you, Brent. <laughs> That's the other side of the story. You're seeing Bobby Sign hurt his knee in practice the other day and was not even able to play. Played all 10 football games, 11 games, and couldn't play today. Smith for the first down. They were clearly the best all year long, and Jack McNell and the Barcelona Dragons wind up the second best. I'll tell you, Jack McNell has no reason to hang his head. He probably faced more adversity than any coach in the league, handled it well, maintained a good squad attitude, did a great job of coaching these kids to bring them here. They really had to come on strong in the end to get here. They had to beat London to get here. They did it. Give, give those people some credit. All we can say about the London Monarchs is they rocked them. The World Bowl 91 champions. three passes in the first half and he'll drive away with a brand new car and for these kids that's big you bet it's big the people in Pottstown Pennsylvania will be proud of Dan Crossman let's go to Jack Arun who's with coach Ken Jack coach congratulations the first World Bowl victory but more importantly you changed your strategy from the last time they were here and they played you and they beat you you went more to the zone in the past defense just you forced those four interceptions Good coaching. That's what they said was going to need to be done. Oh, it was good play. Good coaching and good play. Our defensive staff does always does a great job. Our defensive players do. It was a hell of a game. 21 to nothing, baby. It was a great win. What was the key, do you think? What Were there any sort of changes that you made during practice that you felt were the key to make this a victory? No, we just we just got ready to play a little better and uh, 
certainly did that. It was a great team victory, and uh, I couldn't be happier. How about Stan Gelbach? Good day today? Yeah, he always has a good day. Stan's a hell of a player and a good quarterback and a great guy. How does this compare? Winning the World Bowl. What does it make you as a coach feel like? Champions of the world, baby. That's what it's all about. All right, I got to get up here and get this. Brent, he wants to go upstairs and get the congratulations. They're going to lift him up off the, on their shoulders, and they're going to carry him away. the sport. Nothing beats winning. <laughs> and we'll That's Mike Lynn, the president of the league, and that's the World Bowl trophy being presented to the London Monarchs. Thanks a lot, Brent. I'm with the World League of American Football Commissioner, Mike Lynn, for the presentation of the championship trophy. Mike? Okay. It gives me great pleasure, Stan, to present this to you, the most valuable player in the World League and the world champions of the world and of the World League. Now, I'm going to get ask Tex Tram here. Tex, would you help me? Yeah. Would you help me pick this up? No, no, just the top part, Tex. The top part. Yeah, okay. And you guys, this is heavy. Congratulations, Stan, on a fantastic season. Thank you very much. This is, you know, this is really what we've aimed for all year. It feels great. Got a great team around me, and these guys did a heck of a job all year. I, I couldn't be happier right now. Now the traditional walk around the Royal Box. And the crowd singing the land of hope and glory, which they sang here following their opening victory over the New York, New Jersey Knights.
to see a uh, winning team celebrate with the fans I think sometimes they go down inside of the locker room and the fans in the uh, stadium don't get to share what they're experiencing here in London which is a which is really a nice moment here well many of these players have made of a tradition of after the ball game going around and staying late and, and visiting with fans uh, that are still in the stands and it, it's developed they've developed a real camaraderie and a real warmth between the organization and the fan that buys the ticket to be alive tonight. <laughs> you think they'll stay open after 11? <laughs> I plan on finding out. <laughs> so what else is new? <laughs> the globalization of American football is underway. And the big question mark is what about the United States? Barcelona, for example, when it comes to merchandising, we see a lot of caps in the stands, even some baseball caps worn here. Down in Barcelona, they averaged $125,000 a game in sales of t-shirts, hats, pennants. It has been a, a happening not only in Barcelona and London, but also over in Frankfurt, Germany. And in Montreal, sometimes overlook them but that oh yeah that was spectacular up there <laughs> look at those guys they look like dancers don't they about 290 pounds apiece <laughs> look like grizzly bears happy grizzly bears you bet Let's get the other side and to hear from Coach Jack McNeil, let's send you down to Jackaroo. Jack? And Brent, behind me are the two buses that the Barcelona Dragons came on. They've loaded up. Jack McNeil has waited with us. And 
Coach, it's been a long, long season, and you came up short today. We did, but it was a great season. Uh, we didn't get it in the end zone, and we did some uncharacteristic things. We turned the ball over. We haven't done that all year. i got to give credit to London. They played like heck, but our guys played. The second half, you know, could have laid over. We're playing, and we're trying, and we just couldn't score any points. You were always the eternal optimist, though. Even though when Ernie was intercepted for four times, you didn't take him out of the game. Why not? Well, you, you believe in people. I believe in Scott Ernie. He's made too many big plays, and uh, to, to give up on a guy in, in a tough time, you just don't do that. But our, our guys just hung in there. I, I loved our players, and I, I had a great time in this uh, World League. This time that you spent over in Europe, you said before the game that it was hard. It was difficult on all of the players and on the coaches and on the family. Now you load up and you make the trip back to the United States. What are your thoughts? Well, it was only hard because we were away from home for four months. The people there were fantastic, and I love the people in Spain. We were just away a long time. I can't wait to get home. <laughs> One of the things you may know or not know about Coach Jack McNell is you've got a summer place up in New Hampshire, and by Wednesday you say you'll be there. Maybe Tuesday. <laughs> Brent? <laughs> Maybe Tuesday. Maybe. What a great person. Cowboys Jack. El yeah. Cavalero. Well, Dan Crossman has now got to figure out how to get his brand new auto back to the United States. He's standing by with Mark Jones. Let's go down to Mark. <laughs> yes, I'm with Mr. Dan Crossman. To you guys, Dan, I told you just a few moments ago that you'd won the MVP award. You were stunned. When was the last time that you had three picks and interceptions in a game? It's been since high school, which was a very, very, very long time ago. Coach Wilson came up with a great plan. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time, and I'm very fortunate and very happy. Biggest thing I'm happy for is Coach Ken and the rest of the teammates. Now, we worked hard. We played well all year. We had to win it. What was Scott Ernie doing to tip you off? You said that he was at one point. Well, what he was doing was he looked at Demetrius Davis a lot when he's going to him on a crossing pattern when he sees outside man. But what we were doing, we were, we were switching from man to zone at the last second, coming in underneath, which enabled us to come up with the big plays. Wrapped it up in the first half, 21 to nothing. And uh, Dick Vermeil, you know, the one big play that the Monarchs featured against the Knights was that long pass, Gilbaugh to John Horton, and here it came again in the first half when it was a scoreless football game. Well, both the defender, Charles Fryer, number 29, had the opportunity, uh, the same opportunity that Horton had for the football, but we have seen him do this four or five times this year. Now watch him, he goes up over the top, fine leaping ability, good concentration on the ball. Now he becomes a runner, poor tackling right there, and he runs it on in, into the end zone, but we've seen him do that many times. And, of course, the observation you made in the course of the game, it, it was the defense, especially the zone coverage, which featured the safety play of Dan Crossman with three interceptions. And they moved around just enough on the quarterbacks. They weren't sure what they were attacking. Well, let's take a look at this one by Crossman because it resulted in the game's second score. Crossman, number 33, playing a zone now, works inside out on the zone. He picks it off, <laughs> runs it in. That was a gimme. The control man for well, London. Yeah. Yes, yeah, 13 you know. catches today, and he'd only scored how many touchdowns during the year? One touchdown and 71 receptions coming into this football game, so they haven't used him much inside the 20, but he got the one that counted this time on a crossing pattern. here it is, the last touchdown of the game. Here he is at the bottom of your screen, number 22, running a crossing route. See, trying to get picked. This is a blowing coverage. See, the man, if they're man-to-man, -man, they've got to run with him all the way. I don't know what the, who made the mistake, but it appears that the corner did. Dick Vermeil, a question for you about the future of the league. What has to happen now 
to improve this league in Dick Vermeil's mind? Well, first off, they got it off. They got it started, Brent, and I think they will improve the quality of football. If, if the games come on early next year and a fan turns it on and sees a better caliber of a football game being played, better execution, not so many turnovers, not so many things happening, interceptions, and, and not so many sacks, I think it'll uh, start the season out more positive and it'll be a better league. Are you going to miss it? I am going to miss it. Football I, I withdrawal it really has been fun. Folks, he's serious. Okay, that wraps it up. For Dick Vermeil, I'm Brent Musburger. We've got some other folks we want to thank here today. The executive producer of ABC Sports is Jack O'Hara. And World Bowl 1991 was produced by Joe Fell. Directed by Drew Essikoff. The associate producer, Jim Rustler. The associate director, Bruce Clark. The assistants to the producer, Fred King and Alvin Patrick. And some other folks who did a great job all year long. Our commercial coordinator on the field was Dick Shafter. George Hill was our statistician. Jimmy Tubbs, our spotter. And flying in for the big one is our stage manager, Paula Coker. We could not have done it today without the help from all of these men and women who participated in our coverage of the World League of American Football. The London Monarchs have conquered World Bowl 91, 21 to nothing. So long, everybody. Coming up next on ABC Sports, the Senior Tour's top stars are in Michigan for the final round of one of their biggest events. Mazda presents the Senior Players Championship. Next, World Bowl 91 has been brought to you by Valvoline Motor Oil. People who know, use Valvoline. By Kentucky Fried Chicken. Nobody's cooking like today's KFC. By Durable Weather Beater Paint. Only at Sears. The home of America's craftsmen. And by America's favorites. A&W Root Beer and A&W Cream Soda. It's the taste that made A&W famous. This has been a presentation of ABC Sports. Recognized around the world as the leader in sports television. A promotional fee has been paid to ABC by United Airlines.